Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of The Water Cooler. We're here with you this week in the middle of the MLB season. All-Star Weekend, or All-Star Week just wrapped up. Excited to talk about that. We got a lot to discuss here today. But before we get into that, it's my turn for the performance of the day, so I've got to give it to you. We're talking about 7:15. Hank Aaron breaking Babe Ruth's all-time home run record on... Uh, April 8th, 1974. The Braves beat the Dodgers 7-4. to Hammer and Hank actually only went 1-3 for three that game with his big home run in his first at-bat. Looks like he was quiet the rest of the night, so maybe Kong get a great performance is kind of a stretch, but it was certainly a monumental outing for the Hammer. But it looks like some other big Braves players stepped up to give him a seven-run game against the Dodgers. Obviously, Hank Aaron hit his monster home run off Al Downing, and that got him two RBIs. So imagine being that base runner that got knocked in by Hank Aaron's record-breaking home run. I'd be in tears. Seriously, I'd be in legitimate tears. Like That's my boy right there. That is my boy. I love you. Dude, I, I used to argue Hank Aaron as the GOAT all the time. He was, you know, I wore 44 coming up all through Little League. Yeah. He was just the man. You always had that 4-4, no matter what, mm-hmm. that baseball field, that's 4-4. Give me that. But what? how would you, like, evaluate Hank Aaron as an overall player? Where does he rank for you? Uh, I mean, dude was just so consistent with playing, first off. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't miss games. He didn't have none of that, like, calling out and saying, you know, I'm not going to be here today, all that kind of stuff. So that's a that's a really big difference in the way I view the game back then when he was there compared to now. So, I mean, I, I kind of would say Hank Aaron, it's just so hard because, I mean, in the field, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's probably really good. And I'm not saying he wasn't, but everybody just knows him as a home run king, Hammer yeah. and Hank. So, I mean. Speaking of his consistency, still the all-time leader in all-star game appearances with 25. Holy cow. And I believe 27 seasons. Jeez. So you can't get more consistent than right, that. Right, really. and that's what I'm, And that was the thing about consistency. Like, dude did not miss. Did not mm-hmm. miss. And I'm sure he's got a few golden gloves in his resume, in his warped, all that. I'm sure he does. But for me to put him in the top, definitely top 5, 10, somewhere in there. Just because, Fair I mean, enough. it's Hank Aaron. But at the same time, it's kind of hard because... I don't know. There's just so many different people these days. It's well, you know, whenever you think about Hank Aaron, he seems to always be compared to Willie Mays, just mm-hmm. because they were both outfielders, opposite leagues, I believe. Just always kind of no. pitted against each other. Willie Mays played for the Giants, didn't he? Yeah, didn't they used to be in the or didn't the Braves used to be in the? No, I guess they would have been both in the National League. Right? I don't. I, I yeah. couldn't. I, no, yeah. uh, baseball changes up it is. a so lot when it comes hard. to what league certain teams are. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. They're in the same league, which honestly makes them even more rivals because right. they probably played each other oh, yeah. in the playoffs a couple times. But head-to-head for MVP, both great home run hitters. Willie Mays arguably would have broken Babe Ruth's all-time record if he didn't get drafted into Korea. Oh, yeah, the military. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think about Because they like took that. out four of his prime years. But then you could also argue Ted Williams might have broken if he didn't get mm. drafted twice right. while he was in his prime. That is true. Because he Man. got, Ted Williams got sent out to World War II at the start of his prime, 
and got sent out to Korea at the end of his prime. End of it, dad gone. So he got he got a rough. Well, I mean, it just goes to show how good he truly was because he still hit five hundred home runs. All his runs. statistics, like you're gonna take away that many seasons or give him like that many chances to not mm-hmm. play, like yeah, it's just that's wild right there. If you really look into Ted Williams, like that's wild, dude. Ted last guy to hit four hundred. Yeah, that'll never be replicated. I don't know, man. Pretty soon, I think three hundred's becoming the new four hundred. Yeah, just uh, maybe. I mean, if you're batting over three hundred, then yeah, you're doing you're doing something different than most guys mm-hmm. these days. I mean, like you got to think about the Marlins. They have a uh, Luis Urias or whatever Urias. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, he's batting three eighties. Right, look that up real quick, just so I'm not speaking out of fact or nothing. He's batting. I want to say the three eighties right now, going into LUIS. This guy? Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah. What's his batting average Let's right see. now? 327. That's his career. 380. So, yeah, he's batting yeah. 380 right now. And that's halfway through the season. We're at the All-Star game just over. Still batting 380. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Every record's meant to be broken. It's just going to be really hard for it to be. Really hard for it to be broken. Uh, That's true. I mean, whenever Ted Williams hit 400, it had already been a long time before somebody right. had done it, which was his on-base percentage is leading the league right now. Mm-hmm. Arias is a 431 is what he's doing. And it sucks because, dude, like, don't you realize a Braves fan, he's in our division and all that, and he's yeah. actually balling out this season. So it's kind of hard to root for him, but it's also really mm-hmm. hard to root against him, if you know what I mean. But it looks like Arias, too, he's only hit three home runs. So he's really doing it more as a contact Holy hitter. Cow. No, so. he's got 17 total. Oh, this season. I'm so sorry. Holy cow. I wouldn't even look yeah, at we're that. Yeah, we're on baseball <laughs> reference right now. It says he's got 17 yeah. career home runs. Three this season. So yeah, he's man, got he's just three. A, he leads the league in, uh, I want to say, singles or doubles or something like yeah. that. He, I mean, dude, it's, that's that's kind of player I would want to be, though. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I wouldn't want to be out there. I, I would love to go out there and hit as many home runs as possible, but. Dude, just consistently getting on base like that. Yeah. <clears throat> Double singles, hopefully I mean, scoring runs. I always thought base running was fun. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I like, hitting it. a home run, I'm, it feels great. Yeah. But, like, it's not as exciting as trying to steal a base or getting caught in a pickle. Right. And you're just running back and forth trying to beat it out. I will give a special shout out to this, and hopefully he will. I'll, I'm, we're going to put the time on it, and hopefully he'll skip to it and listen to it. But I got a funny story real quick. So... After my sophomore year of baseball at Cherokee, I, uh, I'd gotten into this little stuff or whatnot, and I had to miss a few games and came back from it. Well, the first game I came back, I went three for three with three singles and two RBIs. But the third time I got on base, dude, and shout out Connor Pavaloni, bro, I, I love this kid to death. He's one of the greatest people I've ever came across. He, uh, When I was at bat the third time, I was like, dude, if I get on this time, I'm going. Like He, he went to Tennessee, played baseball at Tennessee, plays for the Orioles Farm League right now. So I told him, I was like, dude, I'm going. Like, I hope you're ready for it. I'm going. Not even the next pitch. Boom, get on base. Not even the next pitch later. Boom, I'm on the way. Not even halfway down the baseline yet. And I'm looking at the kid catch the ball. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm running back across the diamond. And Connor looks at me and goes, I dare you to run on me again. I said, oh, my gosh, dude. You just hurt my feelings so bad. (laughs) Hurt. I bet. You know, speaking of baseball, all-star break just ended. Mm Mm-hmm. National League won the All Star Game for a change. I don't know how First it's been nine years lately. Yeah, the American League always just has the star power. It feels like, like. Think about this: we would be at your old old house, not the one you just moved. Like yeah, Laker ahead. 
Yeah, I get yeah. Yeah, okay. my grandma's house. Yep. Watching the All Star <laughs> game and we were like ten, eleven years old, and the American League would win every, every year. And it was I always remember on my birthday. The one year the National League won was the year we went to bed early. And that was when Brian mm-hmm. McCann hit that oh. comeback. Run. Your boy Brian McCann did it. We, we I love it. Brian McCann. We missed it. But did, those were the did days. You, did you watch any of the whole All-Star Weekend and stuff? I didn't know? have time. I was yeah, down in D.C. DC. moving yeah, stuff into an apartment. But I kept up with it. You know, I saw the National League won. Didn't get to watch the Home Run Derby, even though that's my favorite part of the yeah. Honestly, I don't know, man. It's just it's turning into something that like it's kind of hard to watch now. I hate the time limit. I hate the whole you get tw- two minutes to fucking sit down and calm down and thirty seconds to chill out. Like no, dude, bring back the. This is the one thing I will say about the Royd era. Mm-hmm. Their home run derby was legit in Milwaukee that year. They're throwing the ball over, or hitting the ball over the dang yeah. slide and stuff. Like that's fun. That's fun. Make it 10 outs. Everybody gets the same thing. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like the time limit and all that. I mean, it's kind of like the dunk contest in the yeah. NBA. Like, at a certain point, it becomes too much of a sideshow. And it's not just about dunking the basketball dunking the ball, or yeah. hitting a home run. And that's what but. sucks about, like, dude, sports these days. Every single year, it's something different. Like, you know why the MLB and the NBA and NFL, every time the All-Star game or NFL with the Pro Bowl or MLB All-Star Game, whatever it was. Okay, the Pro Bowl Bowl is a joke. That's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, every year it gets more of a joke, more of a joke, more of a joke. Like, the Pro Bowl has been that way. Don't get me wrong. But, like, in the early 2000s, I, middle 2000s, it was fun to watch why the they Bowl. have a Pro Bowl, honestly. Because, yeah, I mean, like, football, can't even touch the quarterback. good can come out of that. You can't touch the quarterback anymore. So, they're literally going out there playing two-hand touch football. Like, it's just, it's dumb. But, where I was going with that was the fact of, like, do these all-star game weekends and these all-star and all that, it's supposed to be a fun time. Don't get me wrong. It's supposed to, celebrities mm-hmm. out, popping out, but it's also supposed to be crazy. Like, that's supposed to be the yeah. one time out of the year that the NBA, NFL, whatever they do, they're supposed to ball out, go all the ball, balls to the yeah. wall, do your thing. But now it's like, dude, they're just putting so many regulations and standards on what they can and can't do. It's like, bro, what the? Not even fun to watch. So how would you fix it? Would you get rid of it? Would you try to incentivize them to be competitive in the all-star games well i've got two if i'm the mlb this is my first take if i'm the mlb changing it back you get 10 outs no time do your thing whatever after your fifth out take your little 30 second break minute break that's fine you get 10 outs that's all you get each round goes by do your thing and then with the actual all-star game itself first thing i would do is i'd bring back the players wearing their actual jerseys like screw the Mm -hmm. all-star jerseys and stuff that's that's cliche I like the players representing yeah. their actual team. Like, let me see who this guy plays for. Yeah, like, I may I like not know that. him, or I may know him, whoever. Like, Would you say that for the NBA, too? Yes, 100%. And I was going to say, dude, we need to bring know. back, like, I wish there was a I love those vintage, retro All-Star Day game jerseys, though. Just like, like a vintage. Yeah, that's fine. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, okay, you are right on that one. Don't get me wrong. Because that's kind of where my take was going. Kind of. Kind of went off the rail right there. But my take would be also with the NBA is bring back the vintage. Let's bring this vintage stuff back, bro. The 80s are back. The 90s are back. Like, let's do what they used to do. Like, you know Michael Jordan's jersey? Mm-hmm. The white and the pinstripes with the yeah. All-Star 23. Like, bring that stuff back. Make it make it fun. Mm-hmm. Just make it damn rules and regulations. Yeah, that's true. But I think the MLB should bring back the old-timers game. Yeah. They used to do that All-Star Weekend. That'd be so much fun. And basketball, too, could do it if they wanted to. It's right. basically just a big three. 
Yeah, <laughs> it is very true. It'd but, just be like bringing back, I guess, like, like guys who just retired and stuff like that. But like, bringing back Charles Barkley and them. Yeah, that play on fun. eight foot, nine foot. <laughs> I'd watch it. Shit, I mean, they, in dude, a Joe DiMaggio used to play in the old timers games. Yeah, have you back seen in that the video? Uh, one of the I forgot what his name was. Man, he was a coach for the Reds. He gets up to bat at the uh, the old folks game or whatever, and he hits a bomb out of the mm-hmm. stadium left field, takes it out there, and everybody's just like. Holy cow! Like if man it was wrestling, they'd be you still got it. Yeah, like come back, come play with us. Heck, hey, Wilt Chamberlain was getting offers to play for NBA teams, and he was in his fifties. Oh, I'm sure he was, dude. I, I mean, think about it. I'm sure LeBron will still be getting contract offers from dang near anybody in the next yeah. twenty years. You know what I'm saying? But fun story about the old timers game. Joe DiMaggio back in the day used to get super. I guess. Political is the way you could describe it best as to where he made it a purpose for him. Every time he was introduced, they would introduce him as the best living player in baseball. Because he knew that Mickey Mantle would always get the bigger applause, and he hated that. Like, stuck in his cross so much that the Yankee fans loved Mickey Mantle more than him. So he always had to, you know, just rub it in Mickey Mantle's face that at least in DiMaggio's mind, he was a better player. Dude, I can't believe you brought that up because have you heard the Mickey Mantle story about, hang on, I got to find it now. Dude, so supposedly, like, they put something on a card mm-hmm. and they tell, like, something about them. Oh, man, I got to find it. I got to find it. <laughs> Sorry, folks. I've got a funny story up. for you just to fill airtime. Yeah, so, ahead. you know, Mr. Perfect, the wrestler, mm-hmm. he used to love playing pranks. And Gorilla Monsoon used to do commentary back in, like, the 80s and early 90s for WWF at the time. And he had terrible eyesight. So, one day, Mr. Perfect walked out to the ring with a massive sock stuffed into his trunks. <laughs> and he just looked like he, you know, was Mr. Perfect. And Gorilla Monsoon... His eyesight was so bad, he couldn't see anything. At least he couldn't see what was happening down there. And so Mr. Perfect just wrestles an entire match, just like absolute stuff to the brim <laughs> down there. And him and Gorilla walk to the back after the show's over, and Vince just lights them a new one and makes them delete the entire taping, sends them out. They have to redo the entire show just because Mr. Perfect played a prank on Gorilla. <laughs> God, get yeah. That is awesome. I finally found this, okay? And NSFW, not safe for work. No, mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't cuss or anything, but there is a couple words that aren't too good for it. But so it's this is the greatest story I've ever heard. It says, I got a blowjob under the right field bleachers by the Yankee bullpen. And then it proceeds to go down, and the Yankees have something that says, This event occurred on or about, quotations, given as much detail as you can. So it says, It was about the third or fourth inning. I had a pulled groin, and I couldn't fuck at the time. She was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the cum after I come in her mouth. I said, don't ask me. I'm no cocksucker. Signed, Mickey Mantle, the All-American boy. Dude, <laughs> what just, the heck? That is one of the greatest. you, that's one of the great. And that's why, like, you talk about uh, Joe DiMaggio and knowing that Mickey Mantle is going to be 
like cheered better and cheers. Yeah. It's simple stuff. Like simple, but that's not simple. But stuff like that that makes you like <laughs> that makes everybody love it Mickey. Just make not not love him, but you gotta laugh at that. Like that is him being legit as possible. Like that is that's his experience. That's what well, you know. Is. He died of being an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and after he got diagnosed with, I think he had like some cirrhosis, yeah, liver. something like that. And he was like, you know, if I'd have known I was gonna live this long, I might have done a couple things differently. Right. Straight up. That's what most people say when they have psoriasis at a liver. Yeah, I mean, hey, he could have broken the Babe single season home run record if he didn't oh, end yeah. up having alcohol issues. To could you imagine, down. though, just like waking up on a Saturday morning and whatever, like when he played and like knowing for a fact you're about to go to the stadium and watch him play, like him, mm-hmm. all those guys back in the day. I couldn't imagine. I'm sure it's the same way these days, but. Talking about Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth. Oh, either one of them. I'm just talking about the guys from that era. Like, because, I mean, dude, tickets were hard to get. Like, you couldn't just go out. You can't Mm -hmm. just go on game time and get you a $10 ticket and go down to the battery and spend your Friday, Saturday night down there. As far as, like, an off-field celebrity, Mickey Mantle was probably the peak Mm -hmm. of baseball as far as just baseball being at its height and popularity. He played for the Yankees at, like, their pinnacle. I believe that he... Him, Joe DiMaggio, and a few others. Yogi Berra, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a lot of Yankee mm-hmm. greats, but like him, Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, those are like, those are why the pinstripes are the pinstripes. You know no. what I mean? Like, by that point, Lou well, Gehrig, Babe, Babe Ruth, yeah, had well, that's won, what I'm like, saying. I'm not seven well, rings. I'm forgetting some people. I'm not just saying those three. Oh. I'm just saying like guys like that. You know what I mean? Like guys like Joe DiMaggio, Babe Ruth, Yogi Berra, Mickey Mantle, Lou Gehrig, mm-hmm. all those guys like that are why the pinstripes are what they yeah, are today. Like a hundred percent. It's just crazy to me the Yankees are so good as a franchise that their Mount Rushmore is made entirely of players that played before the 70s. Like, do you know how hard yeah. that is? I mean... And, I mean, they, could, and they've had... If you even have their post-70s Mount Rushmore, only person it's really better play. than most teams' Mount Rushmore. Yeah, that's anyway. what's scary like about Like Reggie Jackson, Derek Jeter, A-Rod, Mariano Rivera... Like, CC Sabathia, those guys mm-hmm. aren't on it, at least to me. No. And that's no. insane. No, they're not. They they aren't. But at the same time, you could make seven Mount Rushmores with how good the Yankees have been throughout history. Like, you can make you at think, least five. Do you think the Yankees are better at baseball than the Lakers are at basketball? Statistically? Or, like, just overall? Just, like just as, people... a, as the premier dominant franchise in the sport, who do you think is more dominant historically? Oh, definitely the Yankees. Definitely the Yankees, bro. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Lakers have always been dominant. They always kind of will mm-hmm. be to an extent. But should you still got those Celtics, you still got other teams. like, And then these days, should you got Golden State, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You got the Heat whenever LeBron was on it. So, I mean, there's, there's definitely like different franchises you could look at in the NBA and kind of compare to what the Lakers, Lakers have done to an extent. Not as not as far as what they've done, but to I mean, an they've extent. They've only got one more ring than the Celtics do. So, there you go. Like, Think about that. How many do the... Uh, I think no, Yankees they're, have twenty seven with the Celtics. I think Yankees have like twenty seven rings. Yeah. So like, how many do the Celtics have? How many do the Lakers have? <laughs> Yankees are literally like, and with America, like their pastime and all that, with it being baseball, you know how they call America their baseball, yeah. America's pastime. Obviously, like the Yankees are gonna take that with no question. I'm sorry. <laughs> True. Would you would you say the Patriots are the best franchise in NFL history? In NFL, no. But well, they have well, the most. Well, just because they have Okay, the... just for reference, the Yankees have the most World Series titles of 27. Yeah. Second is the Cardinals with 11. Exactly. So, 
That's but, what I was yeah. trying to say with guys like Yogi Berra, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle. Back, back to my previous question. So, okay, Lakers and Celtics are tied at 17. Yeah, I'm thinking about it. The, the Yankees have 10 more than them. Right. Which they've been around a lot longer and all that, but and still. NFL, if you count championships like pre-World Series or pre-Super Bowl championships, the Packers have 13 NFL championships. The Patriots have... Uh, six. What do you know? World or Super Bowls? Yeah, how many Steelers have five? Go Steelers on. have six, six Super Bowls too. That's what I thought. Damn, I didn't. I, that, that's why it's called the Lombardi Trophy. Makes mm-hmm, sense. Yeah. So Packers mm-hmm. are thirteen. The second most is actually the Bears with nine. Yeah, the Bears used to be crazy, bro. Like. Yeah, I want. I'd love to know when that last. Well, championship it is so was. crazy. If you think about this, bro. Like, think about this. All right, basketball. The way it is lined up and all that. You got a team on the East Coast, you got a team on the West Coast, no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, Boston's on the East, LA's on the left. Like, you got that. NFL, I'm a, they are stuck in the Midwest. You get what I'm like? Those big, yeah. burly white boys. So, okay. Farm the people. Chicago Bears are second in championships for one in the NFL. Have mm-hmm. won a championship since 1985. Yeah, that's what. I don't even remember who was on that team. I don't think that was Walter Payton. Walt, that was Walter Payton and all them. Yeah. That's what I thought. The refrigerator, Joe Perry. He may yeah. have played before them, but I don't no, know. No, he was on, he that, was on team. that team. Yeah, because yeah. he was he Dick was in on that team. I don't know. Mike Dick but I think he was. Uh, William Perry was on WrestleMania that year, and he's actually the WWE Hall of Fame because they had a huge NFL crossover at WrestleMania one. The refrigerator. Yeah, him is... and Andre the Giant went head to head in the battle royal that year. Or WrestleMania two. I just want everyone to know who's listening to this podcast that me and Garrett will be watching that as soon as this is over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big Show actually inducted him. No, John Cena inducted him into the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, super cool. What year did he get? 2004, 2005, one of the two. But, yeah, so those 85 Bears were huge celebrities in their own right. But, you know, comparing teams based on championships, it's really cool. Because, I mean, you probably wouldn't guess that the Bears had the second most championships in NFL history. Just because people don't really talk about the pre-Super Bowl rings as much as I think they should from a historical standpoint. But that's just me. So of the timeline of them all winning like Super Bowls and stuff, I do got a question about this. Mm-hmm. How long of a span did it take for them to get 13 Pittsburgh er, Packers? How long of it? like Packers? Let's see. You know what I'm saying? Like, how long yeah. was their 13? Obviously it's their most recent one was like 2010, yeah. 2009 season, but 2010 yeah. Super Bowl, right? Yeah, that's when they had Aaron Rodgers. As and Clay Matthews. Yeah. So the Packers won their first NFL championship in 1929. Go to the Patriots. Patriots? Yeah, well, they won in 29. Hang on. 29, 30. Dang, they won three years they in a row. They won a bunch in the 30s and the 60s. They won in 61, 62, 65, 66, 67, 66, and 67 in the Super Bowl as well as the NFL championship. That's right, because it, yeah. it, it used to not be the Super Bowl. That's, I forgot about used that. Used to, you'd have the NFL, the NFL championship, championship and the AFL champion yep. would play in the Super Bowl. Yep. Because back then it used to be the National Football and American Football League or whatever they wanted yeah, to do. Yeah, and, and they, they merged in 1970. That's nuts. All right, can you go to the uh, 
Go to the Patriots because I got a question for you, and I really want the people who listen to this. I really want y'all to. I can hit tell me you up when about the Patriots this. won their Super Bowls. Hit me up about. That. I got a question for people for real. I want somebody to at least DM me and ask me this or answer my question. All right, so. 1, 3, 4, 14, 16. 18. And, oh, and 18. So that's 6 right there. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in that from 2001 to 2018 17 span, years, they so, won 6 championships. So in that span, compared to, what, what, 30, 40s? What, what year was it? They had dynasties in the 30s and the 60s. So, <clears throat> let's see. We'd have to meet at 17 years. So 29 plus 17. Well, it depends on which era. Let's say, uh, what's 67 is true. minus 17? So that would be minus 10. So 1950 to 1967. How many did They won. 1, 2, 3, 4. So, okay, if you go uh, 1944 to 1929, that would be... I was not expecting to bust out the calculator. Oh, no, no. I got a serious though. I'm, I'm, I'm about to blow your mind right here. That'd be 15 years. 15 so that years? would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So they equaled the Patriots. and They had 6 and 15. So the next time they name the NFL Super Bowl trophy, when that gets to go in and everybody's like, oh, it needs a new name because you know how everybody is. That wasn't Vince Lombardi, though, I don't think. It's a Lombardi trophy, baby. Well, no, but I don't think he was the coach from like in that era. He coached from sixty one, at yeah, least. But at that's, least but that's not when they had their six in fifteen years. They still had four and I mean yeah, you, amount, well, but they had oh, one, two, three, they had five. Well, but I'm saying back then though, and like somebody does all that in that short amount of time and all that, they have obviously they're gonna name the trophy I've ever. What I'm trying to get at is, do you think the next time they change the Super Bowl trophy name, what will it be named? Will it be the Brady Award or Brady? Like what do you? I don't Belichick, think they'll change anything. It. You don't? No, I don't. The only reason they change it if is, is if Vince Lombardi gets canceled for some reason, and I don't think he there's anything he's done that well, I you know. know how of. the NBA is. They've changed every award that they have to different players' names. Yeah, I mean, but the NFL, like the people they changed it from, weren't as well known. I mean, who would they change it like to? Walter, it would have to be like the NBA it would have trophies. to be Brady or Belichick or somebody. It'd be a, a Brady. Part of the, but the in a, the the NBA championship trophy is still Larry O'Brien, isn't it? Uh-uh. What is it now? It I, I, it probably is. I, I think like, it is. The MVP on the uh, but the MVP used to be the like East is Larry Bird Award or whatever, and uh, the West is the Magic Johnson Award or some shit. But the MVP was like the Walter Brown MVP Award or something like that. Walter Brown, who the hell was that? That? Oh, that's what they used to call the NBA championship trophy oh. before O'Brien. it became Larry O'Brien. Yeah, look what it used to look like. Dude, it's that's like crazy. Yeah, I would I would definitely be checking some goosies out of that guy. That's sick. Let's see, who is... Uh, okay, the trophy was loaned. It was like the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so, so every you, team you win, it you changes every it. year. That's sick. Dude, think about, like... So you were talking about Lakers and Celtics and stuff, and who's the better for, like yeah. NBA championship stuff? Like, dude, that's the Celtics were stupid. I didn't but, realize the Celtics had that much. Like, goodness gracious! 
Yeah, I, I did. didn't realize it was like that. Well, and if if you okay, the Celtics have seventeen championships. Eleven of those are Bill Russell. So like, if you take away Bill Russell, the Lakers are actually a lot the better. Yeah, better like because the Celtics haven't been winning since as much since nineteen sixty nine when Russell retired. They've got two, five. They've got six rings since then. Yes. Whereas the Lakers got all of their seventeen. Well, no, they got. 12 of their 17 after 1969. It's kind of like the Yankees. They have 27, but they've only but got, a, like, yeah. one since 1999. That's just a crazy part, too, is, like, these big dynasties and all this kind of stuff mm-hmm. is how they fluctuate. So they'll go through X amount of years and be mm-hmm. the greatest, and then they'll go through X amount of years and not do a damn thing. But the Cowboys? Yeah. The fact oh. the Cowboys don't are get me started. considered don't. America's team... Please don't get me started by the Cowboys, dude. We're gonna have, we're, we'll have some sh- bad stuff to say about Cowboys. Roger Staubach is the greatest Cowboy of all time, by a long shot. I like Emmitt Smith him, too. I like Emmitt Smith. I like uh, Michael Irving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. I like him because the longest yard. That's that's a good movie. But yeah, Emmitt Smith's probably my favorite Cowboy just because, dude. I boy could run. He could run. He could run. Yeah, but you remind me of Tony Romo yourself. Yeah, I know what's going to happen before anybody <laughs> else does. What you say, what'd you say to me earlier? You said, uh, uh, what'd you say about thinking? Uh, dang it, dude, I can't believe I forgot that now. That's going to bother me. Dang, it's like you told me earlier. You were like, uh, I don't even remember what you're talking about. Know, but we I'm were sitting assume, down here. I'm going to assume it was something dang, smart and witty. It was, and I wish I could remember it now. But we got a long ways off topic from the MLB All-Star Week. Holy cow, that's what we were talking about, weren't we? OMG, folks. So, okay, now that we're at the halfway point of the MLB season, what are your projections? The Braves currently have the best record in the league. Best record in the American League right now is the Rays. Tampa Bay. So, do you think that's the World Series matchup? That's what I hope it is. Uh, I don't know. I think somebody's going to slide in from the back in the American League. I think the Braves, honestly, if the Braves play the way they are now, they're not going to lose a four-game series to anybody in the Major League. Not, I mean, you can lose a game or two, but you're not going to lose a whole four-game series. So I, I do see the Braves. I'm not being biased or anything. Mm-hmm. It's literally just off statistics, bro. They had eight All-Stars. Like, they're doing dang good right now, and it's amazing to watch. But I think it's going to be either the Braves. This is hard. I think it's going to be the Braves and Rays. I really do. But I want to say that there's going to be a team come from behind. And what just gonna, team do you think it might be? No idea. Mm-mm. That's the hard part, is, dude. The hard part about the American League right now is like, dude, think about it. the AL East. Every team is above five hundred. The last place are the Yankees, and they're only like, how many games out are they? They're like five games out, and that's last place in the AL East. So it's like I don't. It, it's so hard to dictate the American League because there's there's so many different people over there who could make one single series or two single series. Turn into like insane. Yeah, so the Orioles are three games back. The Yankees are ten games back. Okay. So are the Red Sox. So is that the AL East, right? Yeah. yeah okay. The Rangers so. are five games back from a total AL record. So they're second in the AL. So that's what I'm saying, dude. Is it could be the Rays, dude. It could be the Orioles. Like they are sick. Like they the Orioles are very good. They've got some young prospects. Adley Rushman, for example, who's in the All Star game in the Home Run Derby. 
Mm-hmm. Bad son of a gun catcher. Like, he's bad son of a gun. Is there anybody who didn't make the all-star team you think should have? Or somebody mm-hmm. who you didn't think should have made it that did? Honestly, the way they had Luis Rob- Robert Jr. I don't know if you know him. He plays for the White Sox, number 88, center fielder. I don't think he should have been in the all-star. Or he should have been in the all-star game with the home run derby, I mean. Like, it, it comes to a point where, like, you want your biggest. You want your baddest. You want your... I mean, every dude who's going to hit a bomb, get out there and do it. You know what I'm saying? Vlad, Vlad Guerrero Jr. So it's like, it's, and I, I'm going to say it again like I will every single time when the home run derby gets up. Circa steroid era. Let's go back to Milwaukee. And Sammy Sosa had four home runs and six outs, and he needed three more home runs and six more outs. Like, dude, he's hitting the ball past the dang slide in Milwaukee, busting glass. That's 600 feet almost. Bring that kind of stuff back. Don't, I don't want to see some dude hit. Ten home runs in three minutes. Mm-hmm. I re- I'll never forget when Josh Hamilton just went oh, nuts Yankee Stadium. that one year. Oh, that was beautiful. God, that was a, just such a perfect display of hitting. That's another wild one, too. Yeah. Off the field, he that, he knew how to have a good time. We're dang good at getting off topic, aren't we? Because yeah. Josh Hamilton was that guy. I loved him so much. It was crazy. As, mm. <clears throat> but my predictions for the second half. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely going to be the uh, the Braves and Rays, and I think the Braves are going to take it. But I think Ronnie, Ronnie will have mm-hmm. almost eighty stolen bases this season. And how do you least... think the new stolen base or the new base uh, rule? Oh, I love helping? that. I love that because at the end of the day, <clears throat> if a pitcher is going to throw over ten times in one at bat, let him do that. He's wasting his arm. Give him an X amount of throws mm-hmm. over. All right, we'll get it, get it to the plate and see if your catcher can do your job now. Cause you couldn't get him out, throw him in, yeah. up, trying to get him out at first, throw him out at second. You can't get him out. Let your catcher see if he could do something. Most of the time, these catchers these days, they're not getting anybody out. Like it's mm-hmm. it's rare, rare to see somebody get thrown out from about a mile away. The way that Yadier Molina used to, he was a, he was my favorite. But yeah, I I think the Braves, if they can just stay poised, just stay collected. Ryan mm-hmm. Snicker keeps doing what he's doing. Dude, this team could win for the next three years straight. Think they could rival the '90s Braves by a long shot. Seriously, I'm I seriously think that if this team wins the World Series this year, they're gonna bounce back next year. It's going to be I've, ten times scarier than what it was this year. I've got a hypothetical about. for you: 2021 Braves versus '95 Braves. Who wins? I'm taking the '95 Braves. Pitching. I don't have Matt Olson. I don't have Sean Murphy. I don't have. Orlando Arcia playing the way he is. I don't have Ronnie playing the way he is. Ozuna's finally catching back up. So it's like that team at the 21 was very good. Don't get me wrong, very good. But this year, it's like oh, it's a blessing to be a Braves mm-hmm. fan. You know what I'm saying? Do you think the Braves team from this year could beat the 95 Braves? Honestly, it'd be close. It'd be freaking close. Like as long as we can hit, I don't think that's a million-dollar question yeah. when you got Maddox, well, Smoltz, and Gladden. And that's fine, too, but at the same time, like – Dude, I believe, I truly believe that this the lineup that the Braves bring out every night is going to at least put up four or five runs a game, like no matter what. No matter who they face, I don't care. I, I genuinely think they'd put up at least probably three or four runs against the 95 Braves, whichever one you want to bring out. Bring all three of them. Who cares? <laughs> I genuinely think that they'd put up at least three to four runs. Mate, John Smoltz, a closer, like he ended up Yeah, <laughs> for Boston. Loser. Hey, and John Smoltz, if I ever see you at the golf course again and you don't talk to me, I'm going to be upset with you, butthole. And you see John Smoltz? Dude, it was at Hawks Ridge one time. I was literally just sitting on the ninth hole. I saw him and Chipper riding down the cart path. I was like, yo, what's up, man? How y'all doing? Good, good. John Smoltz didn't say nothing. 
I said, only thing I told Chipper though, I felt stupid. Said, hey Chipper, hope you get a big deer. This deer's leaving. Good luck. Oh, yeah, and just walked out. How stupid. Hey, I got stage fright talking to Brian McCain one time. I was at this Georgia Tech baseball camp, and he was like the guest of the day, and we got to ask him a question, and I just I raised my hand. He called on me, and I was trying to ask him something very nice and you know poignant, but all I could get out was. Is it hard to hit against Josh Beckett? Oh, my and God. He was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, <laughs> word. <laughs> I don't know where that came I know where it came from. It's because that was my dad's favorite pitcher. Yeah, it but was. But I was like. Well, Josh Beckett was a G, bro. I mean, seriously, Josh Beckett mm-hmm. used to be, it would be every single day, something about him doing something crazy would be. I mean, he played in Boston, dude. It was stupid. But when he played for the Marlins when they were in Florida. Yeah. I had every reason to believe why your dad knew what he was talking about mm-hmm. when it came to baseball watching Josh Beckett pitch for real. Now, they won a have... World Series, didn't they? Sorry, bro, interruption. Yeah. They won a World Series, 03? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Miggy, AJ Burnett, and all them? I was going to say, do you have any uh, awards projections at this point? Yeah, I think uh, Shohei Otani is the AL MVP. I think Ronnie's going to be the NL MVP. Um, do you like how each league gets their own MVP? I do. I do, because you can't. It's it's hard to uh. It's hard to like, I guess judge, each. Like you give them the National League their MVP, let the National League do their thing. You know, like, let the American League do their thing. I love that, but I also do. I do think there should be like, one big overall. Mm-hmm. Like no matter even if you win the AL or NL, like I think somebody should be the overall. But I wish the uh, I wish the MLB would go back to like. You know, NL has their MVP, AL has their MVP, and that's fine. Do the MVPs different? Mm-hmm. But in total, do Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Defensive, all that kind of stuff, I think that should be more or less everyone, not just NL, AL. Now, I will forever argue that the NFL needs to come up with, like, a Cy Young award for quarterbacks just to stop quarterbacks from winning the MVP every year. Yeah. Well, they need to just have like a fucking Tom Brady award, and then they need to have an in like an MVP for like positions see, award. I feel, I feel like if you were gonna have an NFL like basically a Cy Young for quarterbacks, I don't think you'd name it the Tom Brady Award, just because as far as like regular season like stats. What would it be QB award like the QB of the year? Like Aaron Rodgers Award. Who's got the most MVPs? It's not Tom it's Brady. Not, well, it's not the Peyton Manning Award. It's the best player on the field. I feel like year. Tom Brady would rather have the Super Bowl MVP named after him. Oh, yeah, that's that makes sense, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't name it. I would probably name it, like, fuck, I don't even know, Michael Vick Award or something. <laughs> Peyton Manning's got the most. Pete, do you know how quickly dog advocate groups would protest oh that? PETA, PETA, whatever it's <laughs> called. Be like, hey, NFL, you better change that. <laughs> no, that's my one of my favorite parts, though, is, like, with the NFL, like, you have Brady and all these big-time names like Favre and Rodgers and people like that. But the reason I love watching the NFL was people like Mike Vick and like those just slimy guys who just couldn't tackle him, couldn't do anything with him. Like I love watching Lamar Jackson simply because when he says hut, God knows where that ball is going and how he's going to get it there. But he's going to get it there no matter what. That's my favorite part. I mean, yeah, Lamar's a force to be reckoned with, that's for sure. I really just lost a lot of respect for football after the 28-3 to Falcons game with the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan, oh God, 
He just Matty ass melted. <laughs> Matty, more than that, he got burnt. How you ever burn ice? Can you burn ice? Can you? <laughs> I don't think so, but he did. He burnt that shit. Well, I'm Tom Brady figured out a way to do it. But who else in the league is gonna do something like that? Nobody but the goat. It's the name of the Tom Brady Award must be over with. True. But transitioning to the NBA for a second, free agency is rearing his head right now. Damian Lillard looks like he's set to go to the Heat in a trade that centers around Tyler Hero. You think that's a good trade for the Blazers? I don't think it's going to happen, to be honest with you, dude. No, I don't think it is either. <clears throat> I uh, I think Dame's staying in Portland. Him and Scoot. Shout out Scoot Henderson, by the way. I don't know if anybody's this deep in the podcast listening, but if you are, go give Scoot Henderson a follow. And I'm going to tag him on all this post and stuff. But Scoot played at Kale. I've talked about him so many times. If him and Dame Lillard could figure something out, and they get a big man, and then they get like a four. If they could just get two more players behind them, dude, I'm telling you, Portland would be a problem. They genuinely not gonna happen. It's not. It's not at all gonna happen. And Dame's gonna stay there, and he's just gonna weather away his NBA career. But he's gonna make so much money that, I mean, championships don't matter when you're making 250 million a year. Uh, Carmelo Anthony beg to differ. I'm sure he'd give up about 10 million for a ring. Well, 10 million, yeah, I would too. If I if I had it, I'd give up 10 million for a ring. But I would know at the end of the day that I got another $20 billion in my bank account. Let's see what Melo's worth. But anyways, I don't know. I feel like I don't see him going to the Dame game. Lillard has never seriously contemplated leaving the Trailblazers. Into, Melo's worth $160 million. Well, that's just what so. Google says. That's the thing, too. But anyways, so I think he'll actually leave. I just... I think the Blazers... It won't be this year. ...will have to get the Heat to make an offer that includes either Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. He is. He's Yeah, he's he's FA'd this year, isn't he? Free agent. Or is yeah. He, he is? I think he's got one year left. I was about to say, he's got... So they can... Yeah, and that's the hard part, too, with a guy like him. Just trying to trade for him and then still paying him what he's owed on top of what he wants. Yeah, he's not going nowhere until at least next year. Until that contract's up, nobody's going to pay him... Mm-hmm. <laughs> However much, I, I, I still see it. I think Phoenix is going to win it all next year. I truly do. With the I moves they've not. made, I don't either, but with the moves they've made, they got Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, KD, Bol Bol, DeAndre Ayton. Like, I'm surprised Bol Bol hasn't been more of a star than he is in the league. Uh, when you play with the Magic, though, it's kind of hard to be that guy. The Magic, the Magic is, is just so bad. NBA Siberia teams. Yeah. Where it's like you get sent over there, and they just you're not heard from again. Well, I mean, if you if you go back to House of Highlights and Sports Center, ESPN, all those social media pages, and look at what they posted about throughout the Magic season, literally Bull Bull going off. Every time he went off, they would post it. Whatever you happened hear to Mo Bamba? He's more of a song than he is a person. Literally, now. he still plays in the league. Um, I don't know who he plays with though. I, I'm not gonna say because I genuinely have no idea. But. I, I like Bol Bol. Like, I genuinely have a lot of respect for him. And I think he's better. I, I think he's better of a player than that Victor Women Bombay guy or whatever. Mm-hmm, big Vic. Dude, Bol Bol has been doing exactly what Victor does for at least a couple years now. And he's and, taller. And people are looking at Bol Bol like, oh, yeah, uh, you're going to be just like Victor. You're going to be ju-. No, Victor's going to be like him, but not as good. I don't think Victor's going to be as good as fucking Bol Bol. I don't. I love Bol Bol. 
You're pro- You're a lot lower on Victor than most people. I've I can't heard stand that. You're not gonna sit here and hype him up as the greatest prospect since LeBron. That and this when he hasn't even touched an NBA goal. Well, that's where the and word prospect fine. comes in. Well, that's in fine. And, and he can talk about oh, it's it wasn't as hard as I th- it was a little softer than I thought. You know, it's not it's not French league basketball. Mm-hmm. But over in Europe, those guys will fuck. They'll cut your throat on the middle of a layup. They don't like that's how different it is over there. They will check you. They will elbow you. Not get a foul called. You got to get up and go play defense. In the NBA, if he gets checked one time, foul, foul. Like I'm serious. By the time he's done and retired, I'm sure he'll lead lead the league in free throws, attempted and made, just because. It's just so much bigger than everyone. You get the the ball mm. in the paint, one move, check. Ah, that's foul. I don't know. If Shaq could have shot free throws, he'd been the greatest of all time. Yeah, Shaq could have shot free throws. Well, Shaq could have taken care of himself. He'd have been the greatest of all time. But it's hard to be that big and still try to run up and down the basketball court for 60 minutes. Akeem Olajuwon did it for... They're built different, though. But like, no, Shaq had no, I'm fat. talking about early Shaq, like Magic Shaq. Well, he still, yeah, Shaq he got still fat had on fat. purpose. Well, I know that, but he still... When he was playing with the Magic, he wasn't just like straight-up bodybuilder. Have you seen a I've seen him. Like, he's big, don't get me wrong, but he was not... Where he could have been. Uh, no, he's, no, no, no. he's a big son of a bitch. I ain't saying that. I ain't saying nothing <laughs> different. I, mean, I believe me. He's a big son of a bitch when he played for the Magic. I know that. That's he honestly... Wasn't, he, like, if he was as ripped or as built as Hakeem was, then it would be a different story. But like Hakeem actually took care of himself. He actually lifted. He actually made sure he was... Well, you know it was that 95 finals that made Shaq get fat. It was because he said he wanted to get so big where... They couldn't defend him. Yeah, he couldn't do and anything. He could just with him. throw his weight around. Right. Why would you not want to do that? Being but, his size, I mean, if you can, if you can get that big and still run up and down the court somewhat mm-hmm. effectively, you're changing the game every single game, no matter what. So, in the NBA world, there's been two very hot takes lately that I want to get your opinion on. So, Dwight Howard said in his prime he would beat Nikola Jokic, which has divided a lot of people. I've seen people say absolutely no question he he was better than Jokic. I've seen people say he's being ridiculous. I think I've heard more people say Dwight's being ridiculous and a hater, but I'd love to get your thoughts. And also, Paul Pierce has recently advocated for inducting active players into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well, so what are your thoughts we'll on that? We'll talk about Jokic first because that really bothers me, but it doesn't at the same time because... When I, like, we were growing up, we watched Dwight as kids. Mm-hmm. And kids growing up these days watch Jokic, Jokic and all that. As Dwight Howard, when he was getting like in his prime or whatever, he could really just block the ball and rebound. He would dunk every once in a while, have a nice little post move. Jokic is out here triple doubling on 15 assists, 16 rebounds, 35 points. Probably has three or four blocks. Mm-hmm. Probably has two steals. Jokic is just so much more, I guess, of a more around basketball player. Dwight was just a guard the rim, rebound. I'll say that. I'm not, paint. So I think Jokic is a more skilled player, and you can't debate that. But I, I still think Dwight Howard would probably body the hell out of Jokic. I think if you take this most recent finals and you switch out Bam Adebayo for 2009 Dwight Howard, I think... He don't win. I'm not saying they okay. win, but I think Dwight gets the better of Jokic in the head-to-head. Or at the very yeah. least... He, he may not get the best of him, but he's going to be – he's not having a triple-double. I don't think he has a single triple-double in that entire series. If Dwight Howard's playing it from 09, 
I don't think he gets a single triple-double. Jokic doesn't. The honest thing with NBA is, if you just look at his numbers, I'm sure he still put up a lot of points, but I bet you his field goal percentage and would just plummet. Mm-hmm. And he'd probably be shooting a lot less free throws because Dwight Howard is such a good defender. He'd know how to do it without fouling. And it would just completely change his But then you got to look at the uh, – you kind of have to look at it from the other side too is if he's going to do all that kind of stuff. Imagine how many more open jump shots and threes Jokic is going to get. Like at top of the key, if if Dwight Howard's going to play him, play him paint up, play him from the free throw mm-hmm. line straight up, Jokic can shoot like hell. I mean, it's going to – He's going to be, he's going to, like you said, with the field goal percentage, he's going to miss a lot more shots than he took, or he's just going to get really good at shooting threes and jump shots. Like, But he'd also have to defend Dwight Howard right. in the paint. You know how much Jokic sucks at defense. Yeah. What, so between that. I mean, if you really watch the finals, then you like take a really good, deep look into it. <clears throat> they were playing a man-to-man, but they were also playing like a one, it was like a one-two-two. Two, which you mm-hmm. had Jamal Murray running around up top, and whoever got the ball was up top. Then you also had two guys blocking in at the free throw line, and you had two guys at the block, but they were also playing their man. So it was just a big switch on everything. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just hard to look at it from person to person because Jokic could have done God knows what against Dwight Howard, but God knows what Dwight Howard would have done to Jokic, if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Like, there's no telling. What do you think about if uh, a prime Ben Wallace was guarding Jokic? Oof, I feel bad for anybody having to deal with that. Ben Wallace is the in my opinion, the meanest defender of all time. Meanest. Not the greatest or yeah. not. Just the meanest, toughest smash ball. That's what he plays, yeah. smash ball. I don't think Jokic would have put up more than 20, 25 a game. If I, that, th- I, I think, think that's the one done. team. If you put Jokic up against like the 4 Pistons, I think the Nuggets lose. So we got to talk about how... I don't mean to get off topic. How bad does it bother you? Because it, it irritates me that they don't get talked about at all. Well, Ben Wallace... I think he finally got put in the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. yeah. About, but like, he got. Yeah, that was Rashid. Rashid Wallace just got put in the Hall of Fame. Ben Wallace, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame yet. Let's see. No, he's not. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's, it was Rashid Wallace, I'm pretty sure. Look that up. And make, make sure. No, Ben's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because he's got the record for most, most offensive players. Uh, Hakeem. Elijah one has a record for most blocks, blocks. Gotcha. but Ben Wallace has a record for most defensive player of the year awards with four. That's basically the MVP award for one half of the like game of basketball. And I wish people valued defensive player of the years like they do scoring titles because that's just insane that he had that record and it took him as long to get in the Hall of Fame as he did. But I digress. What do you think about Paul Pierce's take about active players going to the Hall of Fame? He just needs to quit getting high. <laughs> Seriously, that's just stupid. I don't think anybody deserves to be in the Hall of Fame until they're retired. You gotta at least be out a year, two years before you can even mm-hmm. you can get acknowledged or not. Five years is the. I don't think it should be five I, years. So it just depends on who it is. Here's my rule. I I would call it the Kobe rule in honor of the ridiculousness that Kobe didn't get to live to see himself go in the Hall of Fame. I think whenever the Hall of Fame committee votes, they should be given the option to vote on like recently retired players on if they should be up for consideration to the Hall of Fame. And if like 90% or more vote that they should be considered, 
then they should be able to get voted on if they yeah. deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. You're right. I do. I like that one a lot, actually. Like, Tom Brady, like, we all know he's getting in. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no doubt about it, and which that's could be an argument you would make for allowing active players in, but I think it's just a slippery slope. I th- yeah, I think they definitely need to be... You got to be out of the league for at least a year. I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that you should be able to just uh, retire and then six months later, like, hey, welcome to the Hall of Fame. I don't think that's how it should be. I think it should be a little bit of time, but it's just the active player stuff that is just it's not, it's just not right. Because I, just, I don't think it's right. It will become a recency bias in the voting. Oh yeah, and like imagine like, like, okay, they so, would put Jokic in so the Hall of Fame. So this past year, okay, so this past year, for example, the MLB Hall of Fame, Andrew Jones finally got elected. Mm-hmm. So say. I don't know somebody in the MLB. Mike Trout. Mike Trout, yeah. Like, say they put Mike Trout in the Hall of Fame, but they didn't put Andrew Jones in the Hall of Fame. But you're going to put Mike Trout first. Like, that, it just doesn't add up, and it doesn't respect the past of the game itself. You know, like, the past of the game is what matters, really. That's what the Hall of Fame's about. Yeah, exactly. That, that That's what matters when it comes to the Hall of Fame is the past of the game. And I don't think it's fair to bring people who are today's players into a prestigious class of the past when they're still present. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. That sounded good. That did sound good. If you go, like, <laughs> way back to the beginnings of the Baseball Hall of Fame, Joe DiMaggio was a third ballot Hall of Famer because oh, they started the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1933, no, 35, I think it was, and they were so backed up on inducting old players mm-hmm. that a lot of, like, retired players who did deserve it it took forever for them to get in yeah. just because they were so backlogged with old players. So you had, like, amazing players like Joe DiMaggio who weren't first ballot. And just looking at that, it seems ridiculous. But and it's the same kind of like what you were saying with Andrew Jones taking so long right. to get in if they had to vote on active players too. And, I mean, that makes sense too because, like, when it first starts out, obviously you're going to have to – you know, I mean, you're gonna have to like, like the 1880s are yeah, getting in you're before have to knock off the list pretty well because I mean I'm sure there was a lot of bad son of a guns he used to play but I mean just goes to show <clears throat> how crazy Paul Pierce is because yeah. I mean me and you are just two standard guys sitting here talking sports hell he played in the in, in NBA for how long and he's saying stuff like Probably that 20 like, seasons like it just don't make sense that's a hot take he's got to be like top five worst sports commentators that there are. Yeah, I just like him because he loves to get hammered online. Like, he just loves it, dude. He just he'll drink anything, he'll smoke whatever. It's fun here and shit to watch him do that. Him stuff. and JJ Reddick, they have some trash oh. takes. JJ Reddick sucks, dude. Stop. He does. We're about to debate for the next two minutes, y'all. No, he does not. Yes, he does. JJ Reddick's takes are sick. He's so right about so many things. He makes Stephen A. Smith sound stupid when he talks. Now I don't watch first take. After Max has left, except for whenever J.J. Reddick says something stupid. He doesn't say stupid stuff, he's right. Like when he was talking about uh, 60s players being plumbers and stuff like that, and like everybody started trashing him. They were. Because he's like, saying those they guys, suck. Those guys would go out and play a game in the NBA, or what would just be like NBA, whatever. Back in those days, they'd go play a game. That night, they'd go home to their family, hang out. Probably catch a bus the next day, go to a game, come back, and then they'd work for three days, and then they'd go play another game. 
Dude, those guys actually had jobs. Okay, like they weren't yeah, just they weren't but, just playing okay. basketball to play basketball. He was using that to diminish them. We've had this debate before, not trying to rehash that. I'm not. But he's has some stupid takes, which everybody does. Everybody. He does, says something sure. recently about uh, he's about three pointers and like Steph Curry, I think. But like I don't know. I think it's him and Ray Allen. I, I'm not gonna try to pretend like I remember what I'm right. talking about. I just remember seeing the headline thinking, man, that's just stupid. But those are my two least favorite mm-hmm. careers. Uh, my two least favorite commentators? Is that what we're talking yeah. about? Commentators? Uh, Kendrick Perkins and... Dude, I hate Kenny the Jet Smith. Really? I love their show. and I, like, I love them. Like don't, As a person, I love him and all that. But he just says some of the stupidest stuff. <laughs> like, dude, when they're talking on NBA TV and NBA Live, whatever they call it, Shaq will be sitting there Ernie Johnson will be sitting there And they'll say something about a player or Shaq will bring up a certain point Chuck will chive in And then I don't know where Kenny Smith's just like Yeah but he didn't do this He didn't do that Kenny Kenny guess what Only reason you're on TNT right now Is because first off You played with Hakeem Olajuwon And you <laughs> got a ring from Hakeem and Two you, rings Yeah you got two of them Because of Hakeem and Clyde Clyde wasn't on that team was he He was on the last one He was one. on the last one Okay so I knew that Then guess what Chuck's got and, zero That's fine But Kenny the Jet, he, he has two rings that he didn't. He shot a couple three pointers here and there, made a couple big shots, made a couple big threes. That's fine. I just hate his takes. You know, you say JJ Reddick talking about this, talking about. Listen to some of the Kenny the Jet Smith takes for real. Listen to him. Yeah, I'm telling y'all, go on NBA or go on YouTube and look up NBA Live, TNT, whatever. And There's only one the Jet, the Jet, and that's Benny the Jet Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I also hate Skip. Like there's, Skip Bayless, I love Skip. Skip. Skeet just a troll. I hate that that show. Dude, but my favorite, though. Some of my favorites. Definitely got to go Shannon Sharp, dude. He is so funny on that show. Skeet. Skeet. I wonder what he's going to do now that he's not on that show anymore. There's no telling. He might come on first take for an appearance. I will I will say this, though. And we're probably about to wrap this up because it's an hour episode. But I do want to get this out. If you like sports and you like you're, you're from Georgia and you live around Canton or Atlanta, whatever, check out ninety two nine the game on your radio. If you really want to learn Atlanta or sports, listen to Atlanta, us on podcast. That too, yeah, of course, of course. Always listen to us. Listen to us first, and then. But ninety two nine the game. <laughs> if you, you want to ever catch up on your Atlanta sports and stuff, just make sure you check them out. Really want to try to get something with them going to where. We're 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 gonna be in the works here soon, and I'm gonna. We're going to be doing stuff for 92.9 The Game, so just check them out. Go follow everybody. they got a morning show, evening show, uh, afternoon show, Randy and Andy, Dukes and Bell. Go check those guys out for real because we're, uh, we're going to be doing some crazy stuff here in the next summer. So this time next year, y'all are going to be seeing us on pretty much ESPN and all that. I'll tell you what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> News to me. Mm-hmm. Had to break it live here first. I haven't even told Garrett about it yet. <laughs> well, we'll see y'all next time. Maybe on first take. See you. See you.